is going on everybody welcome into another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous tuesday august 22nd 2023 as always i am your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas Stu has the morning off um so i'm gonna rock a solo she'll still have an excellent menu lined up Stu. Stu made sure to still leave us with some great ones first up hydrogen cars despite few buyers californians may pay 300 million for few stations. Our favorite state added again. Next up, this this is just sad, guys. This one's uh, mainly around the Hawaii fires. The Maui fires will test Hawaii's electric utility regularly framework. There's there's a lot of fallout to come with this, this Maui fire situation. Great article that covers it a little bit. Um, and then finally, growing share of Americans favor more nuclear power. Did Stu cook the books on this one? Um, looks like everyone's warming up to nuclear. Um, I'll then finish quickly talking about what happened in the oil market and then cover a nice M&A deal that we saw today, um, which was Permian Resources buying Earthstone Energy. A um, lot of thoughts on this deal. All in all, I think it's good. Um, good type of consolidation. And then we will let you guys get out of here and get back to work. Before I do that, guys, as always, the articles you're about to hear, the stories you are about to hear, and the analysis you are about to hear, analysis in quotes, <laughs> is courtesy world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. Um, Stu does a great job of curating that website, making sure it stays up to speed with all of the news. Um, our team does a great job um, keeping this podcast up to speed, keeping the description below. If you want to know all of the timestamps, check us out on YouTube at Energy Newsbeat. We appreciate you guys subscribing there. Um, trying to push the YouTube a little bit harder than normal. So go, go give us a shout out there. Comment that you're listening. Uh, on the YouTube. We appreciate that. Dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your uh, energy news and data combo. We're really trying to push that um, V2. So team's hard at work at that. So we appreciate you guys sticking us out. Email us questions, energynewsbeat.com. Follow us, LinkedIn, Twitter, the works. Let's dive into this first story though. Hydrogen cars. This is hilarious, guys. Despite few buyers, California may pay 300 million for fuel stations. So to give you guys an idea what's What's going on right now? You know, one in five new cars right now in California are actually battery powered, which is interesting. This little quote by Gavin Newsom, California is showing the world what's possible. Could he be running for president? Um, only no. But to give you an idea what's going on in the Democratic state legislature right now is they're, they're debating how much money to give companies to build hydrogen fuel stations. So a lobbying group for hydrogen supporters, including Chevron, Shell, Toyota. I love it. You've got big oil, you've got big car combining to try to extract 300 million to do hydrogen, which nobody's got. So I jumped the gun a little bit. Chevron, Shell, and Toyota, they're seeking to designate 30% share of the money from the state clean transportation program, amounting to over 300 million over the next decade to roll out hydrogen fueling station. Mind you, we don't even, electric cars in the next 10 years is going to be difficult. Chevron, Shell, and Toyota are attempting to convince us that they need 300 million to out hydrogen farms, hydrogen farms, but hydrogen fuel stations. Okay. I don't want, I'm not even really sure if I'm for nuclear. We know my stance on nuclear. I, I see Chernobyl happen. I, I mostly kid. I think it's I, I, nuclear is probably the move we need to invest on. My point is who wants to put hydrogen in their car? 
What happens when I get hit by another car? Is that is that a, is that a bomb just sitting there? I mean, it's it's sort of what it is now. I think the funny part is I say all this to say classic California. What they want to do is they want to come in and say three hundred million for hydrogen. Really, really? Now I get hydrogen fuel cells. They 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 they, they basically say, well. We believe that hydrogen fuel cells are the next step beyond electric. Well, figure out electric cars first. You know, it's like going from A to C. Well, give me B first. At least get B down before you go to B. You know, the article also mentions they've already spent $202 million on hydrogen fuel stations. Um, yet they only have uh they've only sold 1,700 of these cars. So you can actually go get one. You can go get a driving bomb right now if you want. But and what what is that per person? 200 million times divided by two thousand. 100K a station? That's dope. 100K a station? It's ridiculous, guys. Classic what's going on in California. There's only about 12,000 hydrogen cars around there, but there's about 760,000 batteries. So we see where Californians are going, continuing to dump more money into things that will never be needed. We love it. Um, next up, Maui fires will test Hawaii's electric utility regulatory framework. I mean, it's extremely devastated what's going on in Maui right now. If you're listening to us from there or, or you know somebody affected, you know, our hearts and um and thoughts and prayers goes out to everybody affected by that. Um, specifically what went on in Lahaina, you know, there's probably gonna be over a hundred people dead. It's everything's obliterated. There's some evidence that there's some energized power lines that were were basically exploded during the fire that contributed to its basically craziness. Well, this article mentions the the lawyer bills that will add up before any liability, which is which is good. One of the interesting near-term side effects that this article points out is that electrical bills for businesses and homes that were not destroyed are going to happen, are going to rise dramatically. And this is going to be because of Hawaii's electrical regularization framework, which includes it's called decoupling mechanism to separate the utility earnings from its sales volumes and and a major project interim recovery mechanism to pay for the new utility investments. Basically, what that means is they don't really take profits. They have to basically pass on all the savings to you. AKA when prices rise, you get screwed. When prices go down, you pay less, but they also make less. So they don't, they're really locked in at what their, at what their rates are. And I mean, think about it. Of course, you're going to have some, some electrical prices are going to, are, are going to spike in this situation because you've got a lot going on. It's unfortunate. It's part of this decoupling mechanism that um, could be happening. But I mean, the, the, the grid situation going on in Hawaii is, is, is horrible right now, and specifically Maui. To give you an idea, uh, FEMA has reported a loss of about 2,200 buildings. Maui Electric um, only has about 7,500 customers in total. So it's only 3% of the customers, uh, which is only about 3% of the customers in, in, in the utility. The problem is because of this decoupling, you're going to see prices rise elsewhere. There were over 12,000 customers that were without electricity for days. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's just bad. Only 90% of the customers have power today, meaning 10% don't. I mean, give you guys an idea. 10% of the people on Maui do not have power right now. Absolutely insane. Obviously, tourism has been affected. The element of decoupling, uh, this article is a good quote down here. This element of decoupling mechanism after fire and natural disaster has affected other utility systems. You know, we also saw Cal this happen in California. It's the Hawaii revenue balancing account mechanism. Basically, what they're going to do is they're going to assure that there's eventual cost recovery down the road. But this loss in sales, therefore, means that an increase in prices to those still receiving power. So again, what's going on in Hawaii is a disaster right now. 
it'll be interesting to see the fallout. What happens here? Was it a grid issue? Was it something else? And and, and we'll find out as we go forward. Um, but 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 really, um, it's not getting any better out there in Maui, and 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 you're gonna see some some price increases there. And then we'll wrap up quickly here um, with our last article in the news portion, growing share of Americans favor nuclear power, just to kind of highlight it quickly. Majority of Americans, 57% say they favor more nuclear power plants to generate um, in this country, up 43%, up from 43% who said this in 2020. That's pretty insane, guys, to give you guys an idea. Um, Democrats actually want nuclear power the least. U.S. adults want it in the middle, or I guess so. Democrats, if you, if you, if you lean Democrat, 50%. If you're just Average U.S. adults, 57%. Republican, lean Republican, 67%. So interesting. So, you know, Republicans want nuclear, which is interesting because you would think Republicans would want oil and gas because that's what we get labeled. We get labeled as, oh, you just want oil and gas because you're a Republican. No, we want nuclear. And it's actually up from 53%. I mean, it's pretty actually it's kind of crazy, actually, to think about what's moved the needle on that. I mean, you know, and this poll also goes out to realize that 82% and 75% people still favor wind and solar power or solar and wind power over that. So not necessarily if I agree with that per se, but this is a really great article. I check it out in the description, kind of breaking down um, a really nice poll of what kind of what, um, uh, according to that Pew Research Center, what Americans are actually thinking about in terms of all electricity, not just nuclear. Um, it just seems that those nuclear numbers jumped out at me when I said that. I think we'll quickly cover oil markets. We, we saw some d- depression today, if only because that, that that expected Chinese recovery, I don't think is, is really coming, or at least that's how the sentiment has gone. Oil started the day somewhere around 80, uh, 8150. We saw we got all the way up to about 8190 and have seen a a pretty steady fall since about you know 6, 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m., dropping all the way down from that 8190 section down to 8018 as time stands here about 612 um, on the 21st. And, and as I mentioned, that Chinese recovery that's supposed to happen, it really hasn't. And this is a quote from John Kilduff. He's a partner over at Again Capital. It seems that China's recovery is not going to happen. It's doubtful they're going to be buying. They bought a lot of crude for storage earlier this year. They're sitting on a lot of crude considering all of the economy risk going on over there. They're, they bought all of this crude, maybe foreseeing what's going to happen so that they could go ahead. Um, and take this little hit from the thing. But you know, oil prices, again, I I don't see them going much, much anywhere this week. We we, we settled at 8072, um, but we will uh see where it goes tomorrow. Interesting note on the MA front, we saw Permian Resources acquire Earthstone Energy and All Stock transaction. It was trying to give her out what was the uh 4.5 billion, which is inclusive of Earthstone's debt, which is about a billion. So you're talking about a $3.5 billion price tag, all paid for in stock. Remember, guys, Permian Resources is the combination of Colgate and Centennial, a development corporation led now by the C Dev team. So they go ahead and out there and buy Earthstone. You know, in my opinion, this is a synergistic acquisition. This is, you know, th- this is how do I want to say this? This is bolt-on, I think is the term everybody likes to use. Bolt-on acreage um, over in Lee and Eddy County. Um, this obviously Permian's resources, uh, uh, Southern Delaware stuff stays down. But also there's some, um, there's some a small eagleful part of Earthstone that goes al- along with this. So there is some, you know, there is some 
synergistics there. It makes them the leading Delaware by ache by acreage player down there in terms of independent with over 400,000 net acres. Their pro forma production is about 300,000 BOE per day. You know, I, we'd love to see this expected to achieve synergies that will drive 175 million of annual cash flow improvement. Unfortunately, somebody over at Earthstone is getting laid off, but considering Earthstone was a, you know, private company, they, they, they were, they were, uh, private equity backed by Warbird Pincus until they went ahead and took them public and have slowly been selling off shares. So they did miss their their big payout at the end. I, I think most of that um, Earthstone management team, you know, you got uh, CEO Robert Anderson or, or former CEO Robert Anderson over there. Um, you know, th- it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do going forward. They will definitely be out to do something again, considering their success here. But um, hats off to the Earthstone and Permian team. Again, actually a, a, a combination that we like fairly bolt on. And, you know, part of the, this will drive their um, their their base dividends. They're going to be able to they're forecasting about 20 percent increase in dividends. So, hey, if you're looking to get in on an on an, EM, an independent EMP that could continue to make waves, permit is not a bad idea right now. So me hop on the train before it's too late, guys. I'm going to let you get out of here, though, guys. We appreciate you checking us out. www.energynewsbeat.com. Stu will be back tomorrow. We'll see you then.